Welcome in. It is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, AJ. Oh, you're going to do that? You didn't even do the echo. Did you? Yeah. What the wow. hell is going on in the world? Wow. Do you want to try it again, or do you just want to leave it in? Uh, you know, I'm I'm all about the actual what happened. You what is? All of a sudden, you don't sound so great. By the way, I mean, I don't know what I happened. I sound fine. Oh, now you're good. What did you do? I sat here and didn't do anything different. It's so weird. It's like it 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 sounds amazing and crisp, and then all of a sudden it sounds like muffled, like you're talking like this. Um, you are getting ready to go to London. Yeah. So. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're recording on Wednesday night. You guys are leaving on Thursday. This is your second time going, right? Unfortunately, yes. I've been out there, and the game is always secondary to what happens because you're dead the entire time. Yeah. So what time? Okay, what time are you leaving here? Uh, we leave tomorrow night. Okay, so but what time do you leave, and what time is it in London when you arrive? We leave like 9 p.m. and we get there. It's like 7 a.m. And so, how do you do? You just I, are you just supposed to sleep on the plane or like what? Yeah, you're supposed to. But Dude, that's that's, hard. that's bogus. There's no way that works. It's like a red yeah. eye. So we take we take a red eye. So let me just explain to you guys. This is also why I won't be in the final segment after the interview. Uh, is the fact that. I have to wake up at 6 to go work out in the morning, right? I have to lift, which they just told us today we had to do tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right. I have to go lift. Then I have meetings till 11.30. Then I have uh, pr- practice at 1, from 1 to 3. Then I have meetings from 3.45 to 4.45. Then I have to get on a, pl- I have to get on a bus to go to Dallas Airport at 5.00. Then I'll be on the plane around 7. It will be taking off around 8. And guess what happens then? I have to take the red eye to <laughs> London, land in London. It's 7 a.m., get to the hotel about 9, get to chill for an hour, got meetings at 10 until noon. Then we have practice from 1.30 to 3. Then I'm off for the rest of the day, but I'm probably just going to sleep. Yeah, I would think that'd be exactly what you yep. do. It sounds like this is uh, like a thing that would risk maybe like a player getting hurt because they're so exhausted. And I think it's just a nice reminder that the NFL cares about your player safety. Absolutely. The NFL <laughs> cares about everything. The players, they love the players. You know what? The only thing they love more than the players is probably the money and literally everything Oh, right, everything else. Yeah, yeah. literally everything else. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, enjoy your time as much as you can. I, I, I just noticed that I, it's like an hour away, but there's an ICW show that Saturday mm, night. <laughs> yeah, so get there. Yeah, get, get there an get hour there. away. I know you have all that sort of transportation and time. <sighs> all right. Coming I'm up. actually going to a Tottenham Hotspurs game. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. That's the, they're, uh, they're Under Armour, aren't they? Yeah, and they're uh, playing Leicester City, who won the EPL last year. Oh, that's year, awesome. So. That's awesome. That's really cool. Very oh, and cool. Glenn, the EPL is the English Premier League. I didn't it's know. Professional, is that where the guy, the guy Brent, the guy Brent that you talk about, is that where he plays? Uh, I don't think so, oh, okay. but so I could very well be wrong. But Because I, I just still haven't figured out what he does for a living. <laughs> so I just keep trying. All to... the L's are the same. Come on. Right. <laughs> Um, later on in the show, Caprice Coleman from Ring of Honor is going to join us. They are back in town this weekend. Also, we will make our picks for Hell in the Cell. Hell in a, the Cell, the Hell in the Champions. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, but that's uh, coming up on Sunday night. And Ted That's Smith. probably my least favorite bit that you do. 
You don't like that one? I'm not a big fan. Which one do you actually like? So I, I was gonna say, what he doesn't yeah. like any bits. So. Yeah, which which bit That's do you enjoy? I absolutely love his John Cena in this match. Oh, I do. That is a good bit, actually. I think I like that bit better than I like yeah, my I bit. like Brent Grimes' bit. You guys aren't giving me any credit. Oh, that is, the Brent Grimes bit is a great bit, but even better when he's involved. <laughs> I was going to say, it's really good when Brent Grimes is involved. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. it's hit or miss. No, I disagree. It's still a good bit. Um, all right, so we'll do that. Ted Smith from uh, KISW out in Seattle. we got a bunch of listeners out there, so we're trying to get those guys involved. Uh, Ted Smith is going to join us, and uh, he will make our picks. Plus, he's a local guy. He's from uh, Maryland, so we uh, we like him. Unlike Steve Miggs, who deep down we really don't like whatsoever. Fuck that guy. Especially after you get that shout-out from Alexa. God damn, I'm so bitter about it. I can't even put it into words. Speaking of which, next week, yes. Dick, you're yes. doing yes. the makeup. Yes, Are you going to do it when you get here and it's going to look shitty? You're going to have your wife do it for you, or your, your fiancé. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Right. We'll figure it out. All right. So that's what's coming up. Uh, let's talk about what happened this week. And hey, Glenn, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Yes. Ready? Uh-huh. Uh, next week, do it in the studio. We got to do it in Rockville. Oh, God damn it. Studio, Baltimore. Oh, no, no. Can we, you're saying you can't do it in Baltimore? I would prefer not to have to drive to Baltimore the day oh. I have to fly out of Dulles. I was, yeah, there. We'll, we'll talk. All right, about we'll it. figure it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. We'll figure it out. We'll make something work. All Wait, right. what are, what are, where are you flying? Uh, I got to go to Orlando. My house is being finished. I'll send you guys some pictures. Oh no, shit. Nice. But I gotta like. I was go actually just like, about to ask you because with WrestleMania, WrestleMania stuff going on sale soon. Yeah, so yeah, we gotta make sure which room, which room am I in? <laughs> which? Yeah, it'll definitely be ready. It'll be All done right. in December, All but right. that's why I had to go down soon. All right, we'll figure something out for next week. We'll we'll come up with a strategy for that. I, I in fact, the I was strategy gonna, is you have to come to Rockville. Well, there might be more complications to that that don't involve me. That's yeah, all I'm Rockville you. during the day. Sometime. We'll figure. Yeah. We, will we will figure it out. Okay, we'll figure it out. We're all adults here. We don't need to do this on the air. Instead, let's about wrestling that's what adults do that's right <laughs> um, so uh we need to talk about what happened on monday night because in, as a whole let me say this because before we started recording i said raw sucked raw didn't suck and that's wrong for me to say raw was fine actually i thought raw i really thought largely raw was fine i didn't think it was great i didn't think it was bad one the parti- crowd was awful the crowd was definitely awful and one segment is what we're remembering from well, Raw. Well, they had an arm wrestling match. Well, okay. They had an arm wrestling match, and that automatically brings the show down because the arm wrestling match is the single worst recurring bit in wrestling. I've never cared for it, but I, I also, it doesn't... I've never, I've never, I've been live at an arm wrestling match before. So have I. And, and exactly, we were at the same show. And <laughs> I've never at that moment been like, you know what? I'm going to try my best to ruin the rest of this show because there's an arm wrestling match right and, now. And honestly, I don't think it's as terrible as everybody's making it out to be if it can work within the storyline. I thought the storyline is Dana's supposed to prove exactly how strong she is. This is and a way to... Bailey went to go and almost beat her out, and then she took a cheap shot. That's I, I, what, like, that was the whole but point that, of the... Well, that's it. That's every single I arm wrestling I understand that, match. but I don't, it's not like they do it every week either. I know. I, I don't, I'm trying to, what did I say? One time I went to Raw in DC and it was Triple H and Scott Steiner either in an arm wrestling match or maybe a bench press challenge. Uh, it might have been, but I think that w- there was one show where they did an arm wrestling match, but be- before or after they did a pose down showdown. Yeah, something like that, like a bodybuilder thing. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, I don't remember thinking it was the worst thing in the world. Well, that's because Scott Steiner was involved, and Scott well, Steiner yeah, Scott thrives Steiner. into true. ridiculous. Hey, quick question. Aaron, just, just for Aaron, if Finn Balor was going to win the Royal Rumble and he wasn't going to come in number 30, what do you think would be the best number for him to come in? 
I mean, are, are you trying to say that he's just he would come answer in number, the damn question? Uh, see, I, I don't think it would be good for him to come in as number one. But is that where, where you're going with this? Oh, so you think that the underdog coming in at four <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. and winning the Royal Rumble? See, personally, that, I don't that think never this, happens in, all the time. In this situation, it, situ- it ruins the bit. It ruined it for Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it ruined it for Rey Mysterio. It's just the worst when that happens, you know. Rey Mysterio is number two. Let's <laughs> let's talk about it though. There was one segment I, I don't really care about it, and if you're bitching about that segment, you're just bitching for the sake of being a wrestling fan. All right. right? The one segment that we can all agree with that was a disaster. It, it, any, oh. There's no human being that can try to to say anything positive about it. Was the Paul Heyman uh, Brock Lesnar segment shocking? Considering it's correct, involving it's Paul, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Yes. Um, the, there's a lot to unpack about this segment. It's clearly, it, it it was one of the worst ideas in the history of professional wrestling. This notion that you thought that you were going to get Minnesota to turn on Brock Lesnar. Like, where is Paul Heyman smarter than that? I don't know, like... But that's, it's very clear this was not Paul Heyman. And I don't know... Yeah, but Paul, see, I mean, here's, here's the problem, is that Paul Heyman generally has some, some leeway, some say over it. And I'm just trying to figure out how this happened. Like, that, that's, I'm, I'm baffled at how this happened. I'm... Unless they somehow, and I don't know why they would think this, but with the whole, you know, I'm from Canada now. I'm not from Minnesota. That somehow they thought that that well, would. Turn and the I don't crowd. think it would have been a bad idea to try to play that up. I mean, I think if Brock Lesnar had walked out draped in Canadian flags or something like that, and at some point had started talking shit about Minnesota, which never happened during the course right. of the segment. Now, I don't know where the segment was supposed to go. Every report on the internet right now is that it was such a disaster that Vince McMahon literally said, "Hit the music, get him out of there." Yeah, it was such a shitty. A horrendous. I mean, Heyman twa- tweeted because uh, he had that ESPN article, and yeah. he's like, "Thank God that they didn't see this segment before they put it, or it might have never run." Like, even he admitted this was the biggest disaster. Well, and so that makes me wonder if he had anything to do with it. If this was just here, I, you're given what you're given, go do it. And I don't know. I just don't know who ever thought it was so. This was bad for any segment. If this was Curtis Axel, it's a bad segment. But the fact that this is your Brock Lesnar appearance when you don't get many of them. And this is what you got out of it. This was, this was about as hot shit as anything I've ever seen them do. It was one of the worst segments in the history of professional wrestling. It was that bad. Uh, you're not wrong. Holy shit! Whoa. I was waiting. Whoa. I was waiting for AJ to try to salvage yeah. this somehow. Wow. I just I feel like I I mean there were some, like four or five people chanting Goldberg, but that's and it. <laughs> but the, but. Why anyone thought that that would catch on is beyond me. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I just, it's so baffling. Like, you really want to know everything that you can possibly know about it. I feel like we're going to talk about this. For Do you think that, like, I don't think, imagine, just, just think about how dumb this idea was. Yeah. Right. Imagine if Brock Lesnar... And during the Brock Lesnar Undertaker feud, if Undertaker had literally came out to the ring in Death Valley and tried to get people to boo him, I mean, <laughs> imagine if The Rock tried to get people to boo him in Miami leading up to the John Cena match. Just imagine that. I, I can't. I can't fathom it. CM Punk was always a heel and would go to Chicago and would be treated like... And was God. Correct. Because that's... Bret Hart in Canada. Correct. 
that's the way it works. Now, if somebody wants to say, hey, John Cena doesn't always get cheered in, in Boston, he's only kind of from Boston. He's only from Boston when they're in Boston. And like, he usually gets cheered a lot more there than other places. He does get, typically get cheered more there than he gets cheered and in other places. And everyone knows fans in Boston are assholes. That's true, too. That, that is a fair point. Although fans in Chicago are assholes, too. And, well, that's part of the reason they cheer for CM Punk, actually, now that I think about it. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, all their fans. Well, yeah, like, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I, there's a... I don't. I'm so speechless about this. Like I'm so speechless because I, it's Paul Heyman. It's and Paul Heyman. He's he's supposed to be the best thing about professional wrestling. Um, this not wasn't just a bad Paul Heyman week. This is a bad anything. This can't this can't exist anywhere in professional. What what happened on Monday night? I'm baffled by. Wanting, but I, I'm so desirous of knowing more. Like I want to know whose who, idea was. Who pitched this idea? Did was there any talk back about? Yeah, was wh- there any talk like, wh- hey, this might not work, and then they were just overruled? Was or? this Vince McMahon saying you're going to do what the fuck I said you're going to do because I'm paying you, you know, whatever amount of money he's paying Brock Lesnar? So go out there and goddamn do it. Was it somehow a bunch of people got into a room and, and talked it out and said, oh, that's a great idea. They're all going to be chanting gold. Like what? What in the hell? Like what in the bloody hell occurred here? And the only good, the only salvation of any of this is that at the end of the day, we're getting Brock Lesnar Goldberg, so you don't really need to sell it all that much. Like, you don't need a strong sales campaign. In fact, I don't even really think you need Goldberg to show up next week. We we already have the payoff. We're it, getting Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. I'm stunned that they're having Goldberg show up I'm, next week I don't because know what the hell of the, the Halloween. It seemed like, you know, they might punt the uh the episode a little bit like they're already advertising oh a halloween themed edition anytime you get a holiday themed edition yeah, it's of typically episode, hot shit you're right so I, i'm shocked they're even having goldberg there but I, I i i don't know i mean again the good news is ultimately this is brock lesnar goldberg so you can't fuck it isn't up. it weird how like brock lesnar and goldberg are about to have a match but they always end up showing up on opposite Mondays. It's weird. It is really weird, <laughs> it's isn't really it? Odd. It's really you weird. Think they would try to, uh, you know, actually confront each other. Be there at the same time. It's the damnest thing. But do they need to rethink how they're using uh, Brock? Because they're paying him to come in and stand there. Like I can't imagine. Like they can't come up with no. anything. Better. Look, I said before, I'd like to see. What Brock- does UFC do? What? I mean, they paid him to fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, before then, he's just standing there. Well, yeah, he, he shows up he has, at press conferences. He has press conferences. Well, he does talk. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He does they, talk. They do the, you have the, the build up to it, the little vignettes, you know, the, yeah, the, vignettes, videos, the yeah. documentaries. Like, he's not just standing there. Look, I've said before, I think they should try to have Brock Lesnar do some more physical things during his appearances. You know, like, I, treating, tossing. Say a he, sentence. I don't really know that it's much that you Why? need to. Why? Yeah. So you're not paying him to just stand there. Like I, I just, I can't. Are you paying him? No, I am not paying him. But if I I don't know what your big, big, big issue is here, I'll make. Look, I'm not gonna make Aaron's argument, but I'll make a an an argument just for the sake of doing it. Okay. Other than this week, Paul Heyman is worth every penny that you give him. Correct. I want to see Lesnar do something. Okay. If that's what you're saying, AJ, was it not phenomenal to watch Brock Lesnar trash an automobile and then throw a door into the crowd? Was that not? Really cool to watch. It was it was really cool. Okay, I think you should have him do some more shit like that. Now you can only have him do it so often. There's only so many cars that he can destroy, and only you know, like coming up with the concepts is a little bit There's difficult. A lot of inanimate objects backstage. I, I would think that every now and then, you know, every appearance or two, you could you could have him do something like that 
to remind people. This is like a radio thing, right? And, and we're supposed to, when we have guests, we don't do it on the podcast because it's a podcast, but when you have a guest on the radio, every third question you're supposed to remind the listeners who it is they're listening to because maybe they just tuned in. And what they're promoting and all that stuff. Yeah. And so perhaps for the people, what, however many of them there are, and there are, that are just tuning in for the first time on a Monday night, and they see Brock Lesnar. Now, we all know that Brock Lesnar is the, the biggest destroyer. He's the conqueror. He's all those things. Would it be nice for those people that are just tuning in to get a a reminder right in front of their face of just how ridiculously destructive this dude is capable of being? Yes, and I do think you can use him that way. Does he need to talk? No, I don't think he needs to talk, and I'm with AJ. Paul Heyman does just a fine job of that, other than this, which was such a complete pile of shit that you almost just want to throw it, blow it up and pretend like it never happened. Yeah, you just got to hit the men in black. Uh, yeah, right? Erase our memory? Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. The memory eraser? That's exactly what we need to do because th- this was... But at the same time, I'm completely fascinated by it. I'm so fascinated by how in the fuck this happened that I really hope that somebody is allowed to write about it one day. Like some writer that was involved with this 10 years down the road is going to tell us, by the way, remember that night when we were in Minnesota? I got a story or two to tell you about what happened that night. Um, what else from Raw? Because we, you know, we're not going to talk about SmackDown. We got a Raw pay per view to pick. Is there anything else we need to talk about from Raw? Not mm. specifically. Not that we won't cover later on. Okay. All right. Well, then let's get to SmackDown. Um, I, look, I said that they got to move on from James Ellsworth, but yet they somehow made James Ellsworth that was fresh. A like the way. Everyone involved with that, from from Ellsworth's face to Styles to the, the ref, the was ref was the best. That was awesome. That's why he's one of the senior refs because he was the biggest part in that. It the, was the look on his face, the turn towards Dean, like the explanation that, like, I'm sorry, I have to do. Like, it was he made it? He made it. Wonderful. It was goddamn wonderful. And the fact that they are keeping James Ellsworth fresh. Is amazing. It's it's a fine line, right? Because James Ellsworth really should not be in your world championship picture. Like, and yet he is. You can't you can't separate him from the world championship picture. Right now. You do realize you do realize because Dean Ambrose lost that match, James Ellsworth is literally the number one contender. Fact. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, which is not good. That's not a you know what I mean. No. Like that's 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 problematic. But it was. It was still really good television. I'm, I'm on curious. Tuesday. I'm curious if they're going to use this. We we had talked about you know what direction are they going with Dean Ambrose and this whole Randy Orton thing, which we'll get to in a second, ah, yes. has kind of thrown into question exactly what they might be doing with Dean Ambrose because you may not have as much wiggle room there. But if they are possibly starting to turn him to a tweener or towards a heel, even James Ellsworth might be the perfect foil for that. Um. Okay. If if he gets re- you know. Destroys James Ellsworth for costing him the title. Uh huh. That that does a pretty good job of making him a heel, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, well, let's talk about it then. Let, uh, Randy Orton teasing that he's joining the Wyatt joining the Wyatt family. Now, uh, let's 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 unpack this. One, great. I think it's great. I love it. I don't know why you're doing it on a random Tuesday SmackDown, but I love it. I love this idea. Randy Orton, as great as Randy Orton is, and nobody is questioning Randy Orton's greatness, I think can always use something a little bit different. And this is a little bit different. My gut is they're literally just trying to recreate Daniel Bryan from yep. a couple years ago. Yep. That's my gut, is that they want to run with this for three to four weeks and then create a big moment where Randy Orton turns on Bray Wyatt. And honestly, I think that's fine. 
I really do. I don't think there's a problem with that. I think you can literally, you're not going to get the same reaction that you got from Daniel Bryan because you were cashing in on something bigger when it came to Daniel Bryan at that time. You will if you're in St. Louis. Yes, you might if you're in St. Louis, actually. But maybe, they might, maybe, maybe the SmackDown staff should talk to the Raw staff <laughs> and see how they should handle it. Yeah, maybe they should have him try to boo Randy Orton in St. Louis and see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I like it. And in fact, I, what I'm worried with, what I, I'm more worried that they're teasing it and not going to pull the trigger on it than anything else. You need to, I think this is so good, you have to pull the trigger you, on you it. You need to put him in a jumpsuit. You need yes. To. You need to do the whole thing. And again, even if it's just for the short term, which I think is the most logical thing, I think what you're, I, I don't think you have enough faces, top faces right now, to have Randy Orton have a long run with the Wyatt family. I just don't think that works. But in the short term, to be able to do it when everybody's going to be on your next pay-per-view, you're all faces because you're all Team SmackDown, right? There kind of are no heels and faces. It's one team versus the other team. So you've got a long time before you need heels and faces again. I think you can get away with this for that time period, and I think this makes too much sense. You know, I think it's it's partially what we were talking about. They have a you know a long way to go before so right now it's about four weeks or whatever. So they need something to fill it in, and you couldn't just have them go back and forth for four because it would have we would have been burnt out by Survivor Series. You do this for three even three weeks or so. I think you do it longer. I think you need to do it for more than I think you need to do it through for Survivor Series. You think that he's still with Bray during Survivor? Maybe I think you should be. No, I'm not saying he will be. I just think you should be. That's that's my point. AJ, um, I can see it both ways. What I want to, what I would rather do probably is have Randy stay with Bray through Survivor Series, yeah, because um, I think that you could do a lot with that. I think that the way they need to go with this is not just that Randy Orton decided he couldn't beat Bray Wyatt, so he decided to join him. I think it would be a great addition to Bray Wyatt's character if Randy Orton like when he was looking in the mirror and his face was getting distorted if Randy Orton has literally had his mind taken over and he's under a trance from Bray Wyatt. That'd be pretty great. I I was actually, my idea if you're, I almost want Randy Orton to try to take over the Wyatt family I want him to try to usurp the uh, power of of Bray Wyatt just, just say, you know I, I think the Wyatt family is great. You're not the right guy to lead them. I'm going to lead them. I, I think this should end with Randy Orton saying, I, I was fucking with you the entire time. Well, that's where probably what it's going to. Yeah. It's, I wanted to lull you into a false sense of... You know, Correct. Basically I think, like the Daniel Bryan thing. Well, even but Daniel it, Bryan never really said that. I mean, he, he just... He, he kind of alluded that he wanted him in the cage. And yeah, this is the but, way to get him in the cage. Yeah. I just pray that we don't, at the end of all of this, end up with a... Randy Orton Kane feud. Um, yeah, you won't, that... you won't get a full blown feud. You'll probably <laughs> yeah. get it le- next week or whatever. Oh yeah, there'll definitely be a Randy Orton Kane yeah. match, of course. But yeah, I, I just, I don't think there should be a feud and I don't think there will be either. So I'm not worried about that. Um, but I like it. You know, again, the question becomes, I, I, Survivor Series makes this all so goofy. You don't need a champion number. I, I, again, we're, we're assuming, I don't know whether or not the champions are going into the Survivor Series match or they aren't. Um, we know the tag champions are. We don't know if the heavyweight champions are going into the match or not. I would, I've said I prefer to not have the heavyweight champions involved with those matches, but, um. In the storyline, it makes sense for them to be involved. It really does, kinda. And so, because of that, I, you, you just, you don't need a top face again until your December pay-per-view. What is that? What is the, 
Uh, it is TLC for SmackDown. And when is it? Early December, or like yeah. like the tenth or whatever. You know, two or three weeks after Survivor Series. So you're a ways away from meeting a top face right now. Um, I, who that is at that point? Is it you just try to run through Dean Ambrose until then and and get away with it? And now you're into the road to the Royal Rumble, I guess. I don't, I, you got time. You got time to mess around with this and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I think it works. Anything else? What else we need to touch on from SmackDown? Uh, actually, um, it wasn't necessarily from SmackDown, but one of our listeners actually brought up a good point that I never, uh, not just me, but I don't think any of us ever considered because, I mean, we picked the teams that we thought were going to be in the match. Oh, that, that they weren't going to be that big, that the teams are going to be smaller? Yeah, like instead of, uh, what is it? Five on five to have four on four. Yeah, have four on four with two tag teams in a match. Um, with, and it was Daniel who is at G8 or Nashin for Prez. Yeah. Um, I hear it. I'd be disappointed if that's what it was. I, the, the traditional Survivor Series yeah. match is the five on no, five. No, but we haven't but really yeah. had a traditional tag right. team Survivor Series right. match. So, you know, look, if, if, if Mojo and, um, and Zach. Zach got a spot, and the Ascension didn't. Right? Like, there's only so many tag teams available. I mean, they they can still. Let, let's just assume that the you know we know that Heath and Rhino are in. Right. So we we assume the Usos and American Alpha are in. There there could be the four, or you could throw. The You'd have four villains. tag teams at that point. Yeah, or you can throw the Vaude villains in. Where is Brizongo right now? Yeah, that's a good question. That, I was wondering that recently. Yeah. Like, was there a drug thing that we didn't hear about with one of those guys? I think they're just not. They just don't have anything for it. You know, we haven't seen Vaude Villains in a while either, to be, you know. Well, but... But, I, but a little bit sooner, okay, more recently I, than, yeah. Rizongo has more going for them than Vaude Villains do. Um, it's interesting. Well, yeah. It's an interesting thought, and I, you know, he might be right, and they haven't they haven't clarified that, so we don't know, but and I guess I would like to see them clarify that. I would like, I think that's a good part of storytelling, is to let us know how many they're going to be. you, you got to think about I'm next. all for this being... A uh, huge clusterfuck and being yeah. 20, pe- 20 people in the match. Because I think you can tell as an awesome long story. As Brizongo is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Brizongo and the Golden Truth? Um, well, <laughs> hey, you son of a bitch. You, I swear to God. I swear to God. Um, alright, is that it? Golden Truth also involves Mark Henry somehow. I don't know if that's really what I want to do. I was so hoping that when Mark Henry came out with the Golden Truth, Carlito, have him rap? no, that oh. Carlito would come out with the Shining Stars. To that even it up really there. Great. That would have been really great. I was hoping that Mark Henry would turn on the Golden Truth in. Just for the- <laughs> get one last Hall of Pain run. <laughs> Shining Stars gave him too many timeshares, bought him off that way. Uh, all right. There is one more thing I want to talk about. It doesn't have to do with either shows directly. Okay. But it's something AJ Styles tweeted out this week. Oh, God, right. Oh. We, we, we have to talk about this. Oh. Because if you missed it. It's just a picture. It's just a picture, but he tweeted, retweeted it. And it's a picture of him in a Royal Rumble poster face-to-face with Shawn Michaels. And I don't think it's going to happen, but... Is this a you-want-to-choose-to-believe type of situation? Like I, you... I want to choose to believe, but here's the thing. If, and this is a big if, if Shawn Michaels was going to come out of retirement in San Antonio... He was going reti- to come out of retirement to face Daniel Bryan. To face Daniel Bryan. It's the right type of opponent. It's someone he would want to wrestle... It's they're trying to fill a sixty thousand seat stadium in San Antonio. Like, if it was ever going to happen, this makes a lot of sense. Do you? 
God damn it. We're going to sit here and do this. Uh, are you betting? You want to bet? I'll bet no. Oh, no, no. I'm okay. not betting no. But I'm like I said, there are aspects that make sense about sure. it. Sure. Uh, you can sell. If you want to believe, you can sell yourself on it. And that's probably part of the glory of this. Here's why I think it's not going to bore ever. It's I don't think it's even worth thinking about happening. And I could very well be wrong. And I hope I am wrong. But I, I really don't think it's not even worth thinking about because I I think if Vince McMahon had the plan of AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels in San Antonio yeah. at the Royal Rumble, that you are going to get your first glimpse from that from AJ Styles' Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I would tend to agree with that. I would that There's no way that that would be okay. There's no way. Now, I love it. I love it, and I think it's accomplishing more by what he did, you know, like now we're we're fucking wasting time on our show talking about it, right? Like it's a g- good timing with the travel packages on sale. Right yeah, now. no, no. There's got to be somebody who bought it. Like, well, just in case, I better make sure I get my tickets. Uh, I don't think there's a chance in the world that it happens. Now, oh God, I want it to happen. Now, could they use Shawn Michaels in some way? You know what I mean? Like, God, I mean, again, it's in San Antonio. Right, of course they could. Yeah. and maybe they could even have him be the the the. Uh, I guess they don't need a referee for the the Rumble match, but we don't know what they're doing. So, Are so they... do you think you you think it will be for the WWE title? No, I don't believe it's happening. I don't think any of us believe it's happening. So I don't I'm just know. saying, if he came back, would you think I... it would be for the WWE title? If he's holding it, I mean, why wouldn't it be? Right? Like why? You know, they they gave like when The Rock came back and won the title, it was at the Royal Rumble, right? Um, yeah. I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it in any way. I don't think it's happening, and I do think that also Shawn Michaels. And this is a weird thing to speak to, but he's a very religious person, and I think that what he went through in proclaiming it to be his final match, for him to go back on that, I think would be a tough road for him. He's been very clear. Like, well, he's he's been clear that it would take a lot for him. He's he has left the door wide open. He said in interviews, if the right match came about, if the right opponent at the right time, he would do it. Uh. But it would have to be that. Let's not talk about it. I don't want to. <laughs> Is it just me, or I hope this all ends up being a match, a retirement match for Triple H against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania? I think that would be great. You want Shawn to retire Triple H? Yes. Come, come out hey, of well, retirement to retire. Well, yeah, that'll happen at WrestleMania 48. <laughs> like, I mean, at some point it might happen, but it ain't happening anytime soon. Triple H is wrestling at WrestleMania for a long time, dog. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was, that's why I said I hope. Uh, that yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I respect that. I respect it. All right. Let's pause here. When we come back in, uh, we'll make our picks for, uh, what's the, what's the name of the thing again? Oh, Hell in a Cell. AJ loves that bit. I don't know if you heard. Uh, we'll make our, we'll make our Hell in a Cell. It's just so awful. You're, you're awful. Uh, Ted Smith from KSW in Seattle will join us to do that. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron and he's. The main event. This is Jobbing Out. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. PressBox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. Baltimore Boxing is back Thursday, November 10th, Michaels 8th Avenue. Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. Jake the Snake Smith, and yes, we are back Thursday, November 10th at Michaels 8th Avenue. We have a great, great headliner, Dangerous Dallas Butts. 
versus Brian Bam Bam Hoshlager. It is a rematch for Brian's East Coast Championship. Yes, Dallas has the belt, and he's going to have to fight for it. Also in action, we have Amelia Moore, one of the best female boxers in the United States. Also in action, Clayton Frazier, a local neighborhood kid that's moving his way up to get out of the neighborhood with this box. Also, we are doing a tribute to legendary boxer and great person, Mike the American Dream Dietrich. The American Dream Award is going to Nicholas Tasker. He's a young man that got diagnosed. He's eight years old, folks, got diagnosed with testicular cancer. So let's try to help out as much as we can with this whole thing. We're going to be doing a 50-50, a silent auction, and several other money-earning things for this young man. Let's help his family out. Instead of them taking the punches, let the people in the ring do it. Baltimore Boxing is back Thursday, November 10th, Michaels 8th Avenue. Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. Or come to the boxing gym in Fells Point, 506 and a half South Broadway. Chick-fil-A on Sundays? Well, with Chick-fil-A's reheatable chilled nugget trays, you can have Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Make all your events remarkable with Chick-fil-A catering trays. They're perfect for tailgating, birthdays, office, or holiday parties. And don't forget to stop in and see our friends at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Brand new remodeled store, two drive through windows, Excellent customer service. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard in Nottingham. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday. 10 to 12, Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, Real Baseball Talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Stan the Fan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Segment number two, it is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins, and it's time for us to make our picks. Pay-per-view coming up on Sunday night, Hell in a Cell. And uh, our guest picker this time around, this is a guy that's from this area, but he ended up out in the Pacific Northwest where he got to know our buddy Steve Miggs, and and then they got to know our own A.J. Francis. Uh, He is from 99.9 KSW in Seattle, the... Ted Smith, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Ted, what's going on, brother? Oh, man. You know, uh, happy to be here. You know, happy to be back on the airways uh, back there in Maryland a little bit. AJ, is there anything that you'd like to say to Ted Smith? Yeah, the method can lick my scrotum. <laughs> you know, for a guy called the main event, he's so dirty. Right? <laughs> what a what a dick. What a dick. Hey, I don't... I, I don't have to. Let's just be honest. Stone Cold was in the main event for years. That's true. But would Roman Reigns tell anyone to lick his scrotum? I don't know. He might. Oh, okay. Let's be honest. He's come up with an insult I could absolutely see that coming out of his mouth. Make the grapefruit joke or whatever. Yeah. All right. Tater tots. Tater tots. Tater tots. Oh yeah, but sparkle crotch is okay. (laughs) Hey, I I called that out too. To be fair. All right. Sparkle crotch is pretty good. Uh, uh, Ted, real quick, how did a guy that grew up around this area, how did you end up out on the West Coast, now the Pacific Northwest? Uh, I used to be a nighttime janitor in D.C. at the AFL-CIO, and then heard a commercial for a broadcast school, went to that, saved up a little money, moved up to Baltimore and started working at a sports station up there, and then 
and, uh, you know, just kind of grinded it out a little bit. Hang on a second. What sports station did you work at? Because, like, I work at a sports station in Baltimore. Which sports station? Uh, WJFK, 1300 A. Holy shit. Really? Is that yeah, how you got to know? Wait, dude, dude, this is my, my <laughs> mind is blown. That's where I started. Um, what year are we talking about? Because I was there in 05, 06. All right, so I would have just left. No I was shit. Just... Look, I mean, Glenn, what do you want me to tell you? I used to run the Navy Network. I ran. I had no line. idea, dude. I had no clue. Did, so is that how you knew? Like, did you know Miles and Thrill? Is that? I right. So actually, Thrill. I've known him longer than anybody because I first interned when I uh, was those sports guys with him and minimize. No shit. <laughs> Oh my god. Dude, we are the same person. Like, fucking That's not very good for Ted. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm so sorry. I've got bad news. That's the worst thing that could happen. Dude, this is insane. Like, yeah. I can't believe that. So, so wait, are you East Coast Ted or is he West Coast Glenn? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Ted pissed out your kidney stone. <laughs> god damn, man. This oh. is crazy. All right, well, all of it makes. I mean, like, I, my mind is blown at the moment. I don't even know what to do now. Uh, North, I gotta North, ask one question. Is Barrett still there? Uh, no. Barrett, uh, in, in the years... Bad news, Barrett? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Barrett's not anywhere right now. I don't know now. if you know this. He's called Stu... What's he called now? Stu... Well, Stu Bennett's his Stu real Bennett's name. Stu Bennett's his real name. Yeah, Stu yeah. Bennett. No, the great Steve Barrett, uh, in the many, uh, as, as you know from being around CBS radio, uh, they, they oftentimes just make cuts for absolutely zero reason. And uh, unfortunately, he was in one of those, which is bullshit because Steve Barrett's as good as there is. But he actually now works for Sinclair, the home of Ring of Honor Wrestling. So look at how it all ties together. It all ties okay. together just like that. All yeah, right, so. And it's weird, too, as I was going to say, with AJ, because I mean, I used to work at Town Hall, grew up in College Park. So, I mean, my, my whole family is still amazed that I'm friends with him. I go, don't sweat it, he's still a Gonzaga guy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal that you know AJ to tell you the truth. I mean, like, I thought you... No, they're probably just amazed that a Gonzaga man like myself would canoodle with someone... (laughs) Canoodle? ...to map a lesser intelligence. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm the only dramatic guy in my family, so... How they, about give me that? More, they give me more crap than AJ does. If you worked at Town Hall, you probably got me drunk at some point in yeah. that in that stage of your life. Son of a... This is... Oh, 100%. That, God damn it. How many times I threw peanuts on the floor at Town Hall? What a great... Mm. Now, how many times I didn't buy alcohol on the <laughs> Town Hall? Never. Not once. No, no, no not one did that. one time. To, to be fair, Town Hall was way more expensive than everywhere else as far as the liquor goes. God, yeah, I would go to Village Yeah, Punk. but that's because you could – never mind. <laughs> well, yeah. Forget, Aaron. We were open till 145. This is true. true too. That's true, too. Well, yeah, I mean, you pay more – when you're 19, you're willing to pay more Listen, for alcohol. They, they, they just upgrade. They got, like, a whole new big board outside. It's crazy. Like, they, the they actually shit? did upgrades to it. I was shocked to drive by there. Town Hall? Yeah. That oh, was, I refuse to believe it. Right? Isn't that part of the right. appeal of Town Hall is that you know you're going to a dump, but, like, shit, it's our dump. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. damn. What a Wow. Everything, a lot has happened here. All right, we got to make these picks. Yeah. Okay, um, all right. All right. Uh, so, Ted, you know how this works is your boy Miggs was just a loser recently. Um, loser. Although, although, as it turns out, he might have actually been the winner uh, because he was the one that got some love from Alexa Bliss uh, after he put on the makeup. We're not going to do makeup this time around. Um, we're all Maryland guys here, right? Uh, uh, AJ and Aaron graduated from Maryland. I attended Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a county. 
Italian. You're Italian. <laughs> so we're all Maryland guys, and despite the fact that they no longer play each other, we all hate Duke. It's just the way that it works. Um, you 100%. Know. Yeah, that's that's the way it we, goes. We booed the hell out of Chris Hero because he had the gall to wear oh a Duke my, jersey at a ball. Fuck Chris Hero. Fuck Chris Hero showing up in yeah. Maryland wearing Duke shit. Fuck and that I guy. And I still hate Chris What Hero. kind of hero is that? Serious. And yes, as everyone should hate Christian Leitner, as they should hate J.J. Reddick, and despite the fact that Maryland plays him no more, hate Grayson Allen too, because that's just the way the world works. Um, So here's the deal. The loser this time around, and this is loser and ties again, correct? We're all in agreement? Yep. Loser and ties. So if that means all four of us, are we in agreement? If all four of us tie, that means we're all losers? That would suck, though, but yes. For, for yeah, once, I'm not I mean, rooting for all four of us to lose, because that would just mean that many more posts up. You will need to create a pinned tweet on your Twitter page that says some form of, I love Duke, go Duke, Coach K is the greatest, uh, JJ Redick is underrated, you guys, something along those lines. All right? You can be creative with it, but, you know, you can't be secretly making fun of anyone. Do you, do you get the concept? Everybody good with that? I'm not good with it, but I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, it's what we're going to do. And for 48 consecutive hours. Yes. For and I'm not worried because I'm not going to lose. Yeah. yeah, this guy. This guy running his mouth. All right, so that's the deal. Um, uh, every every match, Ted, because you're our guest, you get to pick first, and then we will rotate uh, AJ and then me and then Aaron. That's the way that it goes. Uh, we good? Very good. Sunday night, 8 o'clock, or the kickoff at whatever the hell time the kickoff starts. 7? Seven, 7? I don't know. On the WWE Network, which is available for something along the lines of 14.42 a month. Um, what's the first match, Aaron? First match was actually just announced today. It is the pre-show match, and it is a uh, cruiserweight showcase. It is Cedric Alexander, Lindsay Dorado, and Sin Cara in a six-man tag against... Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, and Arya Davari. Ah, all right, Ted Smith. Oof, I did not know I was going to have to pick that one. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, if Sinkara's on there, I'm on that team. All right, all right. Give me the teams one more time. It is, uh, the, the faces are Cedric Alexander, right. Lindsay Dorado, and Sinkara. The heels are Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, and Arya Davari. Why wouldn't Rich Swan be part of that team? Because um, they can't handle it. Well, I mean, apparently. <laughs> like, is there a, is there a reason? Has he got another job on the card? I, I, I mean, you, you would think he's going to be involved in the title match? He could be, and then, but I, why do they want Sin Cara there instead of Rich oh Swan? God, that's really stupid. like it, it would be one thing if it was Cedric Lindsay and uh, like Grand Metalik. Yeah, yeah, Kota no, Bushi. I know, I know he's wrapping up in CMLL okay. right now. But. I don't know. That's a really that's really weird. All right, uh, uh, AJ. I'm going with Team Faces. Yeah, it's got to be the Faces. It's yeah. a pre-show match. The Faces are going to win. What the hell's the point of having the heels win? Uh, especially when it's Nice and Gulak, and I'm not even sure if either of those two are under, under contract, contract right, right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so let's go to the uh, next match, which will be the first of two women's matches, Bailey versus Dana Brooke. Um, all right. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy hugging. I feel like I'm a good hugger, so I'm going with <laughs> Bailey on this one. I appreciate the reason why that, you picked that. That's a good rationale right there. I don't think I'm a good hugger, too, by the way, but I'm I'm not going to pick Bailey. I think they're all in on Dana Brooke. I, I think they really are. They're buying in on Dana Brooke right now. I, I don't know what the end game is. and They've clearly separated her from Charlotte. They, they have something in mind for Dana Brooke. I'm going to pick Dana Brooke. Uh, I am going to go with Bailey as well. I feel like... You know, I, I've heard people complaining that they're having her lose too much, which I don't agree with because that's I think Bailey. You, that's Bailey exactly. And I don't. However, 
if Dana oh, Brooke you mean wrestling fans are idiots? Or? <laughs> yes, exactly. But, uh, you know, there's one to lose, but then there's one to lose over and over and over again to someone like Dana Brooke, and I don't think they want to do that with Bailey right now, so I got Bailey. All right. Um, AJ? Uh, I think I'm going to be rocking with Bailey. All right. I'm happy to steal this point from all you fuckers. Very good. Next. All right. Next, we got Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Ted? I mean, come on. The Jersey Shore sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Who's an Anderson win this one? I like the rationale. I'm I'm all in on Ted. That's a great rationale. Ted is really good at this. All right. uh, Aaron? It's oh, is it me? Yeah, no, it's, it's you. I thought it was you first. I picked first. I picked uh, Dana Brooke, idiot. No. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. All right. Fair enough. It's me first. Uh, I I think that if the club loses this one after losing over and over again to the New Day, after losing all the singles matches in this feud, that it would put them in just a terrible situation. That being said, I don't know that they you know that WWE will think about it this way, but the club should not lose here. So I'm going to pick the club. All right. Yeah, I gotta go with the club as well. I mean, they they should have won the last one. I don't know what the fuck they're doing there. The club wins this match. Yes, they 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 almost have to. Although, you know, there is something to be said about like are Enzo and Enzo and Cass gonna win something? Remember, the, right? The, this is one where both kind of need yeah. to win. Remember when Cass was in the the four way match for the number one contender spot, right? Like, and then they were all like, it's they gotta they need to win something too. But I'm gonna go with the club. I think the club have a bigger upside right now. All right, next. All right, next we got the cruiserweight title match between TJ Perkins and the Brian Kendrick. I mean, you know what I'm going to say here. My name is the <laughs> <laughs> Team V stick together. Dude, are you are you prepared to change your your pin tweet? Like, are you ready for this? Uh, is that a, a bad pick? Yeah, I think so. AJ, go ahead. Um, <laughs> you know what? I am the main event, mm. and I'm and I'm going with Brian Kendrick as well. All right, um, here I'll make the argument for Brian Kendrick. Right, if if this leads to Rich Swan getting the title, then you need to have a transition champion. You know, you need to have a, fa- a heel win the title. But Brian Kendrick, I just, I just. I think it's so dead. I think it's so dead. Whatever they thought they were going to get out of Brian Kendrick versus TJ Perkins, I think it should have been one pay-per-view, and that should have been that, and then you should have gotten him. I, I just can't stomach it. TJ Perkins wins the match. Here's the I did. I thought it was TJ Perkins up until this week. With everything they Me did too. this week, with, with Rich Swan beating Brian Kendrick for seemingly no reason, with that backstage interaction where you kind of had that seed of doubt planted, you know, could we see a situation where you know, Brian begs, or Brian Kendrick begs in the ring and TJ Perkins hesitates long enough to be caught in a roll-up or something like that. They've planted enough seed of doubt that it would seem weird. And Brian Kendrick saying, oh, my career is over if I don't win this match. Now, his career, you yeah, know, it, that's might, the thing. It genuinely right. might be over. Just be on, be done with it. I just, I, but just everything, it's like, like you said, why is this happening a second time? Why did he lose to Rich Swan? Why did they have that backstage segment? And it all adds up to a Brian, even if it's a brief run, a Brian Kendrick win. And even though I don't necessarily agree with it, because I I really think they have a chance to do something special here with TJ Perkins, 
I really think that Brian Kendrick so, is going to win. Okay, and I'll say this. If I end up being wrong, and because what I'm wrong is because I had the right idea, I'm willing to, to die on that hill, okay? I'll die on the hill of I know what's better. Continuing anything with Brian Kendrick right now is a terrible idea. It was it was fine to use him to get your champion over. Now let's move on. Let's get into the real guys that were actually fucking good and go from there. Next. Wait, 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 wait. hold the damn phone. <laughs> Did you watch the same Cruiserweight Classic I did? Yes. Because Brian Kendrick was fucking gold. He told a that. good story in the course of the Cruiserweight Classic. He told a good story of a beaten down guy at the end of his career that wants one more chance. That's fine. You have gold on your hands in the Cruiserweight division, and yet crowds are completely not into it because all you're giving them is the same shit. Move on. Get these guys involved. Get people entertained by the cruiserweight division. Stop feeding them Brian Kendrick. They're not interested. Oh, okay. So just so we're sh- just so we're on the same page, when people aren't enthused by the <laughs> world heavyweight title, uh-huh. it's because that champion is no good. But because when it's the cruiserweight title, it's the challenger. Got it? What? What are you talking about? Like when you used to say that Dean Ambrose was not giving us what we expected to get out of him for the world heavyweight title. Like, used to bitch and complain about Roman Reigns being the champion. I mean, this always goes back. It has to go back to Roman Reigns somehow. I don't know how you just did that, but somehow you just tied that back into Roman Reigns, and I'm still confused by what you just did. And you know what? I'm just going to agree with you, because I don't even know what we're talking about at this point, and I don't want to fight with it. So, yes, you're right, and I'm an idiot, and let's move on. Well, as long as you know. Let's go to the uh, the tag title, The New Day against Sheamus and Cesaro. My nephew's going to be pissed at me for this one. He loves Sheamus. I like Sheamus, but I just don't see New Day. He loves Sheamus. Day. Wait, wait, wait. How old's your nephew? He's 11. And he loves Sheamus? Does he have yeah, red hair? Guy. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I didn't think kids like Sheamus. Does your nephew well, have our, red hair? He's also a ginger. Yeah. Okay, there we go. That makes sense. Yep. I do it. Yep. Now everything changes now. Um, I, wait, wait, wait. Did he pick? Yeah, he picked. He picked the new day. Okay. Um, look, this is really tough for me because if they decide to have the new day lose to these jackasses instead of having them lose to the club, like they should have lost to the club, I, I'm just I'll put my arms up in the air. But would anyone really be surprised? If Vince McMahon just I doesn't, you don't think that Vince McMahon's walking around like it's it's Sheamus and Cesaro? I love those They're guys, big guys, <laughs> right? Like you don't think there's any possibility that Vince McMahon thinks this is a good idea? No, I, that's why they won the match on Monday. They did. That is true. Look, I'm I'll take the new day, but I just would not be stunned. I would not be stunned if this dumb idea they end up pulling off. Here's the thing, I. I think there's potential here in Cesaro. You know, uh, I, I like the odd bedfellows. I'm, I'm good with I, that. I really love the odd bedfellows uh, tag team when they go. But you, like you said, they didn't have them needlessly beat the club. They didn't need have them get this close to demolition's record odd to have Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah. Odd, odd bedfellows, like how AJ is apparently canoodling with Ted Smith. I don't know. It's just I don't know what that's all about. But they're you I, know. They're, I they're, do want to see uh, Big E get swung by Cesaro. Oh, I would like that a lot. That would be really great. But why did they have Big E and Kofi in that tag match? Why didn't they have it be Kofi and Xavier or Big E and Xavier? That's really weird. I don't, I don't, I don't understand anything. I know nothing. AJ, make your pick. Uh, is the New Day in the match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe they are. Uh, New Day wins. All right, very good. <laughs> Next. <laughs> 
Uh, next, we have the women's title Oh, the match. first of our main event. The first of the triple main event. And I think, honestly, they should just go with the WCW triple cage and have all three main events at once. I like it. I like it. I, I think that would be brilliant. But uh, Sasha and Charlotte. All right. They're building this one up, and I get it. You've had Charlotte on the Megacast. I like Charlotte. Charlotte will be the first woman listen, to listen to this guy. Listen to this guy. Don't know if you guys heard, but we had Charlotte on the Megacast. Oh, did you? Did you, though? I don't know if you heard. We had Scott Hall for four minutes, so, so suck it. Look, I like Charlotte, but I think in the end, Sasha Banks stays, uh, stays the ball. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's Sasha. You're not going to pull the rug out from under her twice in t- three months or whatever it was. It is interesting that they started playing up that pay-per-view thing like three weeks ago or however it was, and then it hasn't been mentioned since. And the fact that they did play it up at all makes me wonder a they didn't, little bit. They didn't play it up three weeks ago. They played it up when before she uh, took the belt back from Sasha. I, I thought it was after. It was on Raw. The night of the night she won on yeah, Raw. They, yeah, she yeah. did say that, but they also said it again. That was the second time they said it. They said it at SummerSlam too. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm saying most recently they did it. Three weeks ago. Yeah, Raw, right. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that it was the first time they ever did it. Oh. No, no. no. I, I, was, I was saying they played it up up until three weeks ago, and then, and then it they, hasn't they've been... sort of quieted it, which makes you wonder if they're just trying to make it go away because they're planning on having her lose. Right. Yeah. But um, if they pull the rug out from under Sasha again, that would be uh, – I feel like that would be a bad mistake. Um, all right. AJ? Uh, the boss. It's in Boston. Oh, I didn't even realize Wait, that. Wait, but that means she loses, right? <laughs> That you always lose in your hometown. Not always. Did Dolph Ziggler lose in his hometown? Curtis Axel did. Yeah, Curtis Axel did. Curtis Axel did. Did CM Punk lose in his hometown? Has John Cena ever lost in Massachusetts? John Cena doesn't lose anywhere. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That was was part of my gimmick. Yeah. Um, A lot of rules. Yeah, there are a lot of rules, Ted. You gotta just stay with it. It, 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 What you realize at some point is that nobody's allowed to win after you get through all the rules. Um... Uh, this is tough for me because I do think there's something to be said that, like, the first female Hell in a Cell match, Charlotte should win. She is the dominant athlete. She is the prototype. She's all of that. Um, but what you guys are saying about how do you have Sasha win and then do it. Hey, remember I told you this. How awesome would it be if Nia Jax came out and ripped the door off the That would be pretty great. <laughs> That'd be a good That'd bet. be really great. And that's how Sasha wins. Well, a Shawn Michaels. Will she come out with a mask? With fire? Mm, I would be willing to bet no. <laughs> um, I, I'll just take Give me Sasha. Give me Sasha. Right. I've, I've made too many risky picks tonight to make another one here, so give me Sasha. All right, we got the uh, U.S. title, Roman Reigns and Rusev. Oh, man, I love Lana. She is by far my favorite person involved in WWE, but Roman Reigns wins. Um, all right, AJ. Is Roman Reigns in the match? That's what I was about to ask. So, <laughs> yeah, he's in the match. Yeah, I'm going with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Oh, I, look, I'll say the same thing here. I think Rusev should win this match. I really do, because I don't think Roman Reigns is going to be long for the, the U.S. title picture. And I think this does a lot for Rusev to win a Hell in a Cell match against Roman Reigns. You know what? Screw it. I'm picking Rusev. I think Rusev should win this match, and so I'm going to go with the same thing I just did a minute ago. I, I would rather be right in my convictions, and so I'm going to pick Rusev. Rusev should win this match. 
Yeah, I've been going back and forth on this one. As you said, I think it makes way more sense for Rusev to win. If we assume Roman is getting back in the main event picture yeah. soon, you know, we think that these two will both be involved in the Survivor Series match, so you can kind of get away with that. But if this is going to be the blow-off, like, this should, you know, it's hell in the cell, this should be the blow-off of the feud. If Rusev loses this, he shouldn't get another title shot for a while. But it's Roman Reigns, and I just feel like they're going to think, oh, well, since we're not going to have him defended on the next pay-per-view, it doesn't matter who's holding it. We might as well give Roman that little extra boost with the U.S. title. So we're going to have Roman win. It's going to suck so much when I have to change my, my pin tweet. It's going to suck so much. Ah. All right, last one. Last match, we got the main event. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, even though the entire feud will revolve around Chris Jericho. Well, he is... <laughs> I mean, not that that's a bad thing, yes. but yes. Uh, <laughs> I just feel bad for any of us with this Duke stuff. <laughs> uh, it's the wrestler I look most alike. I have one of his shirts. I'm going Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, I, there's no way that you don't. I, how do you screw up Kevin Owens as champion right now? Um, particularly if you're leading into a Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho thing. I guess somebody could argue you don't need the title for the Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho thing, and it would make the Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho thing better if the title wasn't involved. But I think that Chris Jericho is going to get one more championship run out of this, um, which he deserves, frankly, for all the work that he's done for this company and the willingness to to lay down. He fucking lost to Fandango at WrestleMania. You give Chris Jericho one more title run out of it as a thank you for losing to goddamn Fandango. And in order to do that, Kevin Owens has to win this match. So Kevin Owens wins. Yeah, the the one thing I do wonder, and it would be really weird to have this in a Hell in a Cell match, but if there's some sort of no contest here, that would be the one thing. But I, Owens walks out with the title, and I think the big question is, does Triple H get involved here? Because I could absolutely, mm. if they decided, oh, we don't want to hold, you know, Triple H, Seth Rollins at Mania, they could easily put it at Survivor Series instead as kind of the co-main event there with uh, Brock and Goldberg. But um, Kevin Owens walks out with the title, and I'll I'll have him be the winner. And AJ? Yeah, Kevin Owens. It's the Kevin Owens show. Correct. His promo on Monday was absolutely fantastic. And Everything he does is fantastic. He's amazing. Well, to be quite honest with you, for the last month, he's been overshadowed in every time he's been on stage by Chris Jericho. Well, that's, I mean... <laughs> and this is the first time that he stood out in a month. So okay. I'm just glad it's back Jared, to being Jared, the Kevin Owens show. Unfair. I agree. I agree, Ted. I mean, it, 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 this is a tough spot to be in. I don't think it's actually a problem that Kevin Owens has kind of been because I think it's good for the storyline. Um, I, I think what, what you've gotten from Chris Jericho is so goddamn brilliant. Like, it's just... I mean, he, he made the list the most over thing in wrestling, which made Seth Rollins stealing it seem like not the best move as far as trying to get him a positive yeah, reaction. Idiotic. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm so baffled by that. But, yeah, uh, it's incredible. All right, Ted Smith, uh, plug everything you've got, all your shows, where can people hear you, and, and where do they need to go to download the podcasts? <laughs> uh, so I do the Men's Room on 99.9 KSW, 2 to 6 at Daily. We have podcasts on our websites, uh, iTunes, and then I do my own personal podcast, the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher. Had to come up with that name. That's tough. That's tough. All right. Uh, and you are on Twitter. Where are you at? Uh, at the Ted Smith, two E's and V. At the Ted Smith. All right. Very good. And, yeah. Thank you so much, by the way. I got to tell, tell you guys, man, you know, I grew up in College Park. The Maryland flag is still above my couch. Go Terps. 
No, we love here. I mean, nobody's who's going to argue with that here, right? It's like that's the way it is. Hey, uh, one more win and they're bowl eligible. There we go. But life is good. Life is good. Hey, Ted. Coming from Rutgers. Ted, Ted, you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the that's the one. Uh, Ted, you guys have been good to us, man. We appreciate it. Thank you for your kindness, and uh, let's do this again. All right. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, brother. Ted Smith right, from uh, 999KSW. When we come back in, uh, ooh, we got a great guest coming up from uh, Ring of Honor, a man who's uh, accomplished quite a bit in his career and uh, is coming back this weekend, uh, Saturday night at the Myers Pavilion for what should be a, uh, a really good show. Caprice Coleman will join us next. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Chick-fil-A on Sundays? Well, with Chick-fil-A's reheatable chilled nugget trays, you can have Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Make all your events remarkable with Chick-fil-A catering trays. They're perfect for tailgating, birthdays, office, or holiday parties. And don't forget to stop in and see our friends at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. Brand new remodeled store, two drive through windows, excellent customer service. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard in Nottingham. Baltimore Boxing is back Thursday, November 10th, Michael's 8th Avenue. Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. Jake the Snake Smith, and yes, we are back Thursday, November 10th at Michael's 8th Avenue. We have a great, great headliner, Dangerous Dallas Butts versus Brian Bam Bam Hoschlager. It is a rematch for Brian's East Coast Championship. Yes, Dallas has the belt, and he's going to have to fight for it. Also in action we have Amelia Moore, one of the best female boxers in the United States. Also in action, Clayton Frazier, a local neighborhood kid that's moving his way up to get out of the neighborhood with this box. Also, we are doing a tribute to legendary boxer and great person, Mike, the American Dream Dietrich. The American Dream Award is going to Nicholas Tasker. He's a young man that got diagnosed. He's eight years old, folks, got diagnosed with testicular cancer. So let's try to help out as much as we can with this whole thing. We're going to be doing a 50-50, a silent auction, and several other money-earning things for this young man. Let's help his family out. Instead of them taking the punches, let the people in the ring do it. Baltimore Boxing is back Thursday, November 10th, Michael's 8th Avenue. Go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. Or come to the boxing gym in Fells Point, 506 and a half South Broadway. Stay up to date with all the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of this week's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer to get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. Pressbox's Project Game Day is presented by ParXL and Geico. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called the Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon, on the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football The Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Back 
back in here, third and final segment. It is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and of course, the main event. AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins, and you know, Ring of Honor Wrestling, their de facto home is here in Baltimore. I mean, that's just the way it is. And they return home on Saturday night at Myers Pavilion. Joining us now, a proud member of the cabinet. He is a veteran of the pro wrestling industry. The great Caprice Coleman joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Caprice, it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Well, thank you for having me on your show. I'm greatly appreciative to it. All right. The Ring of Honor's home is Baltimore, right? Like, that's just the way it is. Oh, uh, we can say that. <laughs> there enough time. Yeah, it's where we can call that home. Yeah, I, I think that's the way that it goes. Do you have any particular memories that stand out for you about being in Baltimore? Uh, do you want the good ones or the bad ones? I want all of them, yes. Uh, well, I can honestly say that the Baltimore crowd is probably uh, by far the most, uh, let me say, honest crowd that we have. <laughs> Um, they do not hold back. They, they will definitely tell you what's on their mind. Um, and they stick to it. You know, uh, when we go there, we definitely have to bring our A game at all times because, because we have been there so many times, they've seen it all and they've heard it all. So you definitely have to be uh, on your P's and Q's when you come to the Baltimore area. That, that sounds about right. AJ, you have a word to describe the Baltimore crowd, right? Uh, yeah, they're very, how can I say this, rambunctious? <laughs> that, that'll, that'll be accurate. <laughs> hey, tell me about being a part of the, you know, like, it, this, this, the cabinet thing is so cool because it comes at election time and it's obviously a great play. How cool has this been for you, having done so many things in pro wrestling, to be a part of this now? Well, uh, I can say because of the people that I am acquainted with, it has been uh, very nice for me. I can see that the people that I work with, uh, we all have the same goal in common, and that is to be respected uh, in such a time as this that we take what we've been given very seriously. I, I can also say that we've been very disappointed in the respect that we have been getting from <laughs> Ring of Honor in the office uh, in Ring of Honor. And I believe very shortly, matter of fact, in Baltimore, we will be making some changes. Uh, our voices will be heard a lot more. We've been, we've been endearing and listening to the way they wanted us to go. And now I believe it's time for us to call some of our own shots. I was going to say, uh, you guys staged a, a bit of a sit-in down in Florida this past weekend, didn't you guys? Ah, you're familiar with that altercation, aren't you? <laughs> what was the goal of the sit-in? Well, the goal was to be heard uh, with a louder voice, I would say, because we've been saying the same thing, uh, but it hasn't been heard yet. And so sometimes you have to speak up and sometimes you have to uh use action and when your actions actually speak with your words uh things tend to change rather quickly and uh, we tend to use that uh to our best advantage and i feel that what we did in florida uh, will continue to move forward and it will continue to get louder 
until our voices are heard. <laughs> I like that. That's really good. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry. Do you, uh, once again, I was, I've been to a bunch of these shows in Baltimore, and I've been there with Aaron, and fortunately I've been there with Glenn, too. Um, and we were just wondering, do you, when you come to Baltimore and you have that idea of the crowd in mind, do you intend on trying to shut them up early in a match or what is your, like, what is your game plan when you go into a crowd like that? Well, actually, to be honest with you, the crowd, uh, is not part of the game plan. I'm actually wrestling uh, another athlete, uh, so the athlete uh, would probably be the forefront of my um, decision-making on the type of uh, approach I would use to my opponent would probably be the common sense method if I continue <laughs> to go and figure what the crowd is going to do, which nine times out of ten it really doesn't matter what they're going to do because I'm going to do what I came to do and they can come with me or they can stay away from me, which they have chose to do recently. And that is fine with me because I've played their game for almost 20 years <laughs> and they continue to be the same. So I see that I will never please them. So I will stop trying to please them. I will please the cabinet. <laughs> now, I was, some of the, your ideas seem to come from various, very different areas. You have, you know, obviously the CNN political side. You have, you know, the kneeling during the Code of Honor, which, of course, comes mm -hmm. from Colin Kaepernick, the sports side. Where do you draw your inspiration from? Oh, we draw our inspiration from a very real side. We've been given, I feel, uh, lemons, and we've been able to make lemonade. It, could it be that we use the very stage that we have to make a very real cry in a situation as this? Could it be that we take the lemons that we've been given and make lemonade into a real situation? Could it be that we've been given uh, situations to make us the butt of a joke and we begin to run things from this situation? Could it be it was made for us to be laughed at and now we're the ones laughing? Could be. You know, I, I didn't realize you were a minister, but I'm hearing it every time I listen to you talk, Caprice. Mm. You sound like a man who's carried a pulpit in your day. Mm, and the more the listen, the more you would like to sit from the car. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's it like working with uh, Kenny and Rhett now? You guys hadn't been uh, working together at all before recently. What, what's, what are those guys like? Well... We haven't been working together, but I've known them for a long time, and I believe that uh, the the vast long time that I've known them, for the majority of the time, we've had the same uh, issues with the company, being that combined we have over 40 years of wrestling experience. Uh, each one of us are very well put together. Uh, each one of us are very well spoken. Each one of us have been loyal to the company for well uh, over, for loyal to the sport for over 42 years and very loyal to Ring of Honor. Uh, even to the fact to where, uh, with this cabinet, people thought that we hate Ring of Honor. And that was, that is very far from the message that we are bringing across because we believe 
in Ring of Honor. We believe in the product. We believe that Ring of Honor is the best wrestling in the planet. But Ring of Honor has shown time and time and time again that they do not believe in us. So by them not believing in us, that is where the rebellion comes from because they would rather put their money into people that could care less about the product and just they're in it for themselves and they look at us as mediocre and they look at us as uh, and with contempt contempt thinking that we will be here and there's nothing that we can do about it as if we don't want to go anywhere else and we don't because we like the product but there are those who could care less and are given so much more so with Kenny King and Rhett Titus yes yes uh, working with them is a little different because that is the sport is the most that we have in common because they are the all-night express. Uh, and and they tend to live uh, by that code. And, and, and that is not the code that I tend to approach with my way of life. However, the common goals that we have uh, draw us closer uh, than a brother. Caprice, I want to try to shoot here if I can, because I feel like you're getting at something that we've talked about. In fact, we talked about with Kenny when he's been on this show before, and the three of us have talked about a lot. Um, you've been doing this, you mentioned, for a long time, and you've wrestled for everybody, right? Like you've wrestled for WWE, you've wrestled for Ring of Honor, you've done a lot of things, and yet here you are approaching 40 years old, and you kind of referenced you were handed lemons, and you're trying to make yeah. lemonade. Um, yeah. We've talked to Kenny about... Does professional wrestling have a a problem with race? Does professional wrestling have an issue where um, <laughs> b- black performers are still struggling to get the opportunities that they deserve? I don't know how real I can get uh, with you on the stage that we are on. I don't know how much freedom I have uh, to voice my opinion. Mm. Um However, I will say this. I want you to uh, see things through my eyes, okay? I I want you to look uh, 20 years of athleticism, being able to articulate nouns, pronouns, verbs, adverbs, for everybody to be able to understand what you are saying, being able to move like no other person can move, being very innovative, while even being able to adjust with any new pro wrestling theme that approaches the area, yet and still, we are not looked upon as valuable. I'll tell you what has happened in the past, and I can kind of see uh, the changes, but I will tell you this, a long time in pro wrestling, there was only one of us needed to be on the show yeah. because we weren't looked at as people. We were looked at as a person. And as long as we had one of those people on there, it represented everybody. Hmm. So we weren't looked at as he can play this role, he can play that role, he can be a million-dollar man, and he can be the nature boy. No, we were Saba Simba. We were a rapper. We right. were a slick preacher. We were a gangster, we were a criminal, we were the laughing stock, and we were always made the butt of a joke, never really taken seriously unless we were built up to be taken down by blonde hair, blonde hair, 
and blue eyes. You can take that however far you want to take it. I I just wish that I still have a job after this interview because I've never been asked this question on uh, a mainstream interview. Well, you, you I, really crossed the real line. But that is so but, I, but Honestly, Caprice, we talk about it in, in age. Look, Aaron and I are white, so we can't speak to it the same way. AJ is not, and he's a professional athlete, and he's been through a lot of these things. And AJ, you've even openly admitted sometimes that you think some of this exists, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's only a matter of time before uh, – I say it's only a matter of time before other people notice it. But at the same time, there's still injustice in society that people pretend don't exist. So I, I can't say that it's only a matter of time. But I will say that the fact that you had you were willing to answer the question with such eloquence and have substance in what you're saying and factual uh, statements to back it up proves your statement even more so, the fact that you are more than capable of doing anything and you don't get the credit you deserve. My brother, I want you to listen to me uh, for a second. Uh, people say you've been doing this for 20 years, and why are you not on the quote-unquote mainstream? Why are you not working for Mr. McMahon? That is not because I have not been approached. It's because the approaches I have been given, I will not bow down to. I will not step out and be a stereotypical idiot for laughs and giggles when I know I am worth far more than what I am being offered. I will not sell out for a buck because you can use me today and I'll be gone tomorrow. And when I'm put back in the scene that I was in beforehand, I will be a laughing stock. Oh, I might make a couple of bucks and I might get lucky and they change and see the real me. But that is slim, very slim to happen. And I see it over and over and over again, the stars that we looked up to and how they were the great hope only to be knocked down by the white hope. Now, I remember when we had Cedric on last year, he mentioned that he thought that there were some wrestlers who did sell themselves short, who did just go and whatever, and that was part of the problem, is that too many were just willing to go and do whatever. Do you kind of feel the same way? Absolutely. I've spoken with Cedric uh, many years, of course, you know, and, and that is one thing that I tried to drill into him over and over and over again. I told, I knew from the very first time I saw him that he had everything it took to make it. But I told him never to sell out. And I believe that we are in a day and time to where the people that are running wrestling, eyes are being opened that you can be black and you can be great. Uh, I believe that beforehand, uh, when we had the athleticism and, and all that, they looked and that's, they said, that's what you do. Right. All of you do that. That's what you do. And it's nothing impressive about that. However, a counterpart can do the very same thing, and it's amazing. I can speak, and I speak too much. I need to be humbled. I need to know my place. Somebody else speaks, and he's the greatest talker in the world. This is the only place where the pins still run things. Man. 
That's power. I will leave it alone. At that. uh, yeah, that's power. Let me let me hit a lighter note before we let you go. We really appreciate the time you've taken for us, Caprice Coleman. Um, two guys from this area that you've had an opportunity to work with. One still with Ring of Honor, and one has uh, moved on. Um, Moose, as well as Leo Rush, two guys from our neck of the woods. Can you just uh, give me a thumbnail on both those guys and what what you expect from them? How impressed you've been by those two young men? I will say this uh, on both of them with Moose. Um, when I first met him, I was like, okay, uh, here we go, another football player trying to make it into pro wrestling because he failed in his previous uh, 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 choice. However, when I got to know Moose, I was thoroughly impressed because he has been a wrestling fan since he was young. Uh, the things that he know about pro wrestling uh, is 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 not someone that failed at something and said, "Well, let me try this out." Um, knowing him is knowing that he loves professional wrestling. Not only does he love professional wrestling, but he loves learning about professional wrestling. He's never got to a point to where he feels he knows everything. He's continuously learning. And and that is the type of transferred athlete we respect. There are many that come and they're like, I am so-and-so, I was so-and-so, and I wanted to be treated like so-and-so, and they're not willing to learn the art. They're not learning to adapt to the sport. They want to do their own thing. But Moose is definitely... Um, different from that. That's and great. I believe in whatever he does, as long as he keeps his head on right, he will be successful in wherever he goes. And then what about Leo? Leo is very young, a very surprising, uh, uh, I would say, blue chip um, star that came out of nowhere that has been in the sport for, I would say, less than three years, mm-hmm. and he just has it. Um, and he's called on very fast, and he will continue to rise as well. I just hope that he uh, stays healthy, and I hope that he continues to keep a head on his shoulders. And being a young person, that uh, he finds somebody mature enough to keep him in the right areas because being young in this sport, it is very easy to uh, get wrapped up into things that you would be paying for uh, for a long time and uh, very much longer than just 18 years yeah. past yeah. the sport. That's, 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 that's strong wisdom. Caprice Coleman. If, if, if you hear me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, um, we really appreciate your honesty. That was great, man. Um, and, and I think that there needs to be more voices that are, that are willing to speak out. And, and I think that you're right. What you alluded to is that things are improving, and I, I think everybody agrees with that, but... I don't think it takes a brain surgeon to figure out that it's still not where maybe it needs well, to be. Here's 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 my and I like I said I pray I still have a job after this <laughs> and I don't believe this is is this going to be audible or is it going to be legible? Which one? It'll it'll be on? audible, but we have a show that sometimes people pick up on and they 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 carry. So we'll. I, we'll talk to you about that after we finish recording, all right? Oh, okay. Well, I, I will say this. I want you to uh, think of uh, entertainers of the past and the athletes of the past and you say, oh, well, this person made it. Oh, that person did okay. 
a point to where uh, we don't get put in places. We have to knock doors down to get anywhere we go. We just can't be good. We have we can't be great. We have to be greater than great. We have to be undeniable to be able to make it in this sport. And and being that is extremely hard. But with me knowing that I'm still here uh, makes me feel uh, gracious and 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 also successful, and that I've been able uh, to do what I have been able to do. Uh, it is a hard course, and and I will tell you the story, and I will leave it alone, and this will lead us into Saturday night. Okay? Yes. Uh, there was a flock of sheep. We are all sheep. Every one of us are sheep. But this particular flock of sheep, uh, there was one black sheep. And the black sheep was made to look at that something was wrong with him. You may be the black sheep of your family. This is not just a race thing. This is, this is a, this is a everyday thing that happens. There are black sheep of the family. You were told that you would never amount to anything. And no matter how hard you try, you're never accepted. It's never good enough. It's never the right thing because you have somehow been deemed the black sheep of the family. The black sheep can be very talented. The black sheep can have uh, a vast amount of uh, different uh, um, talents that that just aren't understood. But because it does not walk the same way that the other sheep do, it's cast aside. Mm. Well... I believe we have more black sheep than are known. And black sheep aren't necessarily uh, a color. Black sheep are a people, a people that are tired of trying hard and being better than others. And just because they don't look the same, just because they don't act the same, or just because they don't line up to your mainstream representation of the way somebody should look, they are no longer laying down. We are setting a black sheep rebellion. And you will see the culmination of it Saturday night. I'm ready to go to church, bro. <laughs> I am straight up ready. Damn. All right. At Caprice Coleman on Twitter as well as uh, on Instagram. Uh, he's got a Pro Wrestling Tees site as well. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Caprice Coleman. And Ring of Honor yeah. Saturday night at Myers Pavilion. The Road to Final oh. Battle. Get your tickets by going to ROHWrestling.com. Caprice, uh, can't thank you enough, man. Really appreciate you taking this time for us, and, and best of luck to you moving forwards. Appreciate well, you, bro. I, I pray that uh, me speaking freely on the questions that you've given me have not injured my future <laughs> in the 20 years that I have given, but I cannot help but speak the truth. And we and appreciate it. my truth, it's my truth. Wow, that was strong stuff. From Caprice Coleman, uh, appreciate him joining us. AJ, let me give you because I know you got to get going because you got to get on a plane in the morning. But just give me your reaction to what it is that Caprice Coleman had to say and, and what you thought as you were listening to him there. I think you, everything he said, he hit right on the head. I mean, you're as a not just in professional as an athlete, not just as a wrestler, but in society as a whole. Um, in order to succeed. A lot of times as an African American, you gotta be, you know, the best. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's 10,000 great doctors, 
but there's like one Ben Carson. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I hate Ben Carson as a person, but he's still a fancy. <laughs> I was going to say Ben a, Carson right now. I, mean, like, I feel yeah, like anymore. He's still a, fan, he's still a fantastic. I'm doctor. not even sure that I wanted to be my doctor from. right now. Like, <laughs> he's that crazy. Yeah, but. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's still a great doctor. You can't take that away from him. But, like, there's so many people that have not been given opportunities that they deserve. And it hasn't always been because they are black, but more times than people would care to admit it's been because they are black. I mean, just look at it like this. Uh, I don't see any quarterbacks coming off the bench that are white having to sign uh, insurance policies in order to play. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I see a bunch of quarterbacks that get to play that are absolute bums and get paid hand over fist. Uh, I mean, Blaine Gabbert was trash for the entire end of last year. Since he arrived in the NFL. When was he not trash? You know what I'm saying? Like, but he never got the rug pulled from underneath him until it got to a point where people were like, all right, this is getting ridiculous. And then they were like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, we'll we'll play Colin. But, you know, this money that we said that we were going to give to you guaranteed, yeah, we're going to take our word back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not just because of what you do on the field, but, you know, we got to protect our investments. And how long did it take before Doug Williams was able to win a Super Bowl? There's, I'm, I guarantee you there's a lot of quarterbacks that could have played quarterback before Doug Williams and Randall Cunningham and these other quarterbacks. Just remember, it was only 25, 30 years ago when you were thought, uh, you're black. You should probably play wide receiver. Yeah, I mean that's the way it works. Twenty-five, thirty. That's <laughs> yeah, five, I mean, that, that's absolutely, yeah. guys. In the last few years, I mean that that still have to go through that. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you have did did was there any mention of Johnny Manziel having to play wide receiver? No, I mean there was with there Tim was Tebow. Bit, so yeah. let's you know like there. But I hear you. I mean, I I hear exactly what you're saying. And it's just to me. I look at it through my eyes and I hear what he's saying and it it validates the feeling that I have that, you know, sometimes shit in your life just isn't going to go how you plan it. And it's, it's, he said it himself. Sasha Banks says it on her Twitter page right now. If you go to her Twitter profile right now, her pinned tweet says, be so good that they can't deny you. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the way it works. Um, well, it was powerful stuff, and I, you know, I appreciated him talking. I thought it was just an honest conversation. There was nothing in there that I thought was inflammatory. I just, I thought, and when, and the way he was talking in character, it was very clear he was trying to stay in character. Yeah. But the, what he was talking about, I thought was was too important for us to leave it to the ambiguity of the character, right? Like I thought it was important that we, and that's why I kind of said, "Hey, man, I, I want to shoot here." Like, right. Let's talk about this. But his character, by the way, is one of the best things. Going yeah, he's really good. Right now. Really good. We saw him at um, the last time they were, they yep. came through town. Uh, he was part of that. All right, AJ. I know you got to get to uh, an airplane in the morning, so I'm going to let you check out before you do. Tell everybody about the, the Francis Sports Academy. Yeah, you know we on and cracking like usual. Um, oh, I just burped. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we had uh, the like. <laughs> We actually we're working with the University of Maryland right now to get a a food drive going. Um, we're trying to raise some food for Sarah's house, which is um, a temporary housing place for families that have been displaced for one reason or another. It's in uh right. It's in Fort Meade, Maryland, right next to 
the Fort Meade Army Base. Um, we're we're in talks right now. We're gonna have a food drive and a football game, a basketball game, and a women's basketball game. So you know we're kind of a big deal at the moment. If you still wanna, <laughs> if you still wanna have your kid come out and train and get better basketball, football after the season ends, I mean, you're gonna be learning from the best. I mean, I mean you're talking to a member of the Washington professional football team. <laughs> So, it, oh. I mean, let's, let's just be honest here. How many kids in growing up in this area oh, want to play dream. for this team? No doubt, no doubt, man. And so maybe, maybe I can teach your kid a thing or two. You never know. That's cool. That's really cool. You can follow us on uh, FrancisSportsAcademy.com, and uh, also you can see us on Instagram at Francis underscore Sports. Or follow us on Twitter at Francis underscore sports. Hey man, uh, enjoy yourself in London and we will, uh, we will hook up next week and hang out in studio, alright? I appreciate you guys. Alright, so, um. Alright, we, we now, got rid of the dead weight now. Jesus Christ, what an asshole God. he is. God damn it. Uh, how does he not like that bit? I love that bit. I don't really. I just, sometimes legitimately, this is, this is the, 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 the real shoot. I forget what the hell pay-per-view it was. And I'm trying to go through my mind like, what is it again? Like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll make it sound like a bit because I, I honestly, there's so many fucking pay-per-views now. How am I supposed to remember all of them? It's unfair. Yeah. It's unfair. Uh, what do you want to talk about before we get out of here? I, I did want to, there was a bit of news this week that I don't know if it's going to end up being big, but oh, right. it has the potential to be big. Yeah, I saw this. And that's the announcement that Flow Sports, which is a streaming uh, media service that the WWE had actually invested in a few months ago, has opened up a wrestling branch, which, for lack of a better term, seems to be the start of the indie network. They are working with uh, our, our, fr- our friend of the podcast, Gabe Sapolsky, the WWN uh, which includes Evolve, Shine, and Shimmer, is already part of it. That's their first big thing, and it's a streaming service that lets you get whatever companies they end up with, all their live shows for a flat fee. Uh, it's $20 a month, month to month, but if you buy it for the year, it's twelve fifty a month. And uh, again, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. I don't, I don't have high hopes for it. So what? right now, what does he have? Right now he has the WWN, which right. is Evolve... So already, I it's a know, good one to have. It's a very good one to have when you consider that it's fifteen dollars to watch a show, an Evolve show. You know, but all how their many shows people are, are paying the fifteen dollars to the watch question. an Evolve show. I don't know how many, but it's enough for them to be, you know, for it to be fairly profitable for them. Is so, it? At least relatively. I don't think they would be doing it otherwise. Well, I also think you can do it with very little expense at this point. I, I don't think, you know, the WWN alone won't get it done. Like, I don't think people are going to pay 12 fish, or some people will, because there are some people who literally pay for every Evolve show, so that saves them a lot of money if uh, they're paying for every Evolve show, because there, there's at least four in a right, month. I hear you. Um, I think when it gets more interesting is, let's say they have the WWN. Let's say they, and I'm just going through my head of what companies do iPay-per-views. Let's say they add Shikara to it. Shikara already has the iPay-per-views. They have the back catalog there, you know, Shikaratopia. Say they add Shikara. Let's say they go across and they add uh, ICW. They do iPay-per-views. Smash Wrestling in Toronto. If you get those and it's twelve fifty a month, all of a sudden I'm saying to myself, huh, I enjoy those. And it kind of, I don't know, you know, individually, I wouldn't pay for any of them, necessarily. But altogether, 
you know, I might want to see one show a month out of all those, and if I get, you know, all of them for the price of one yeah, show. I, look, it, it's a nice thought. I, I, I just think that unless there's so little expense involved with this that whatever profit you make, you're making a profit. I, I don't, I just don't see there being enough there. And I'm, look, I am, I want this to work because I'm a wrestling fan, right? It's great if there's enough of a there, market. There, there are also rumors that Ring of Honor may be involved. No, that would be you. that would be significant. That would absolutely be significant in addition. Now, what does that mean from Ring of Honor? Does that mean just their pay-per-views? Pay-per-views and house shows, maybe? Like, basically, any of their video on-demand stuff? I mean, it wouldn't... I don't know if that changes whether or not it's long-term, it's about long-term viability. There are already streaming services that have lasted longer than I expected them to in the sports world. For example, and I'm not trying to be negative, um, I've done some stuff with them, the LAX Sports Network, the Lacrosse Network, right? Like when it first launched, I saw their business model and I said, I give this at best six months. I do not think they last until next season. Well, they haven't made it next season yet, the college season, which is what matters most in the sport of lacrosse, but you know they've lasted as longer than I expected them to when I heard about their their business model. So it, it's certainly possible to make something like this work. the The burden that is involved with trying to make it work says to me more likely than not at some point somebody's going to say, "All right, we tried. I'm pulling the plug." There, it's such a burden. You have to have such an investment because you're not going to get a quick profit on it. You're not going to get rich. This is, this is not a get-rich-quick right. scheme. Um, the WWE had to lose money on the WWE Network to make it work. Right. On the WWE Network. Right. I think the, what, what's in their favor is that it's not just wrestling. You know, This is something that they have for a bunch of different I, sports. I it's under- part of the bigger company. But they have typically investors. when you're big companies with investors, you have to line itemize everything and justify it. And somebody comes in and says, that doesn't appear to be the profit maker that you think it is. Why are we doing it? Is it worth whatever effort we're putting in? Again, I, I'm all for this working. I am all for if it. If it's working, you know, people were, you know, the day before, people were like, oh, this potentially is a, you know, Titanic shift. I, no, I don't know not. if I buy that. Now, if it if it's, you know, Evolve and Ring of Honor and you get something like Smash and ICW attached to it, that's huge for those companies. It's huge for, it's if, it, good. if it gets off. I, I still think that I'd be careful in using the words huge. It's, I think it could. It's a good thing, and I think it's it's smart for them all to have a business relationship because you know what you're Anything up against. Anything that puts more eyes on the product I have, is I have, very important. I think that's a good thing, but I want to be careful when we throw these words around. What do you think the potential audience is? It, it's definitely a lot smaller than the WWE I network. Mean, significantly, sure. significantly smaller. And the WWE network, network is how many subscribers? Uh, one point whatever. It's not a billion. Yes. It's a million. Yes. So significantly smaller than a million. I... I I, and again, I'd be stunned. If they got the six figures, that would be an amazing accomplishment. Oh, yeah. That would be something I don't think they can do. But if, if, if it takes Smash Wrestling, for, for example, which is a very good Canadian company, I have no idea what numbers they, they do. But I presume it's not more than a couple thousand tops. Sure. If it takes the eyes for Smash Wrestling and takes it from 2,000 to 10,000, that's huge. Okay, fine. I think that even that's a, 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 Tough bridge, you know what I mean? I don't know that, that that's something that can be happening. Look, this isn't. There is still only so much money to go around. Yeah, and it's, and that's the biggest thing. Are people who are already buying the network going to say, "I'm willing to shell out"? And, a hand, and the percentage of them will, but is what is that percentage? 
I, I don't, the question. I don't know what that and, is. And, and it completely depends on who they have in mind, who they can bring in, uh, what companies, you know. Uh, Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks tweeted, right. you know, after it came out, a very interesting time. So if either Ring of Honor or New Japan get involved, I can't imagine New Japan getting involved. We know PWG has already refused them because they refuse everything. They don't right. even stream themselves. So, it, you know, they have a big hill to climb. But if they get the right names, then yes. I Do I think that it's ever going to... And obviously it's not going to challenge the network. Do I think it's going to rival anything no but could it get a lot more eyes on the indie product i think the answer is yes to that and if they do then i think it's that's what's considered successful yeah i I mean look i'm i hope i i don't have a great feeling about it but i'm hopeful and i and i wish i wish it all well i want these people to be successful i i just think it's a reach i really think it's a reach i don't think any of these brands is singularly brings x amount of people on board with it and i i think it's i think it's way better in theory than it is in practicality and i, I think, think i think the one thing that gives me hope is you know supposed in the wwn had an interesting thing going like it wasn't huge by any stretch but it seemed to be a fairly stable thing going they had put everything together they had just created a new website so for them to sign a five-year deal which included the you know the uh all of their past shows as well i, I hear you but makes me think that they at least their business plan is impressive enough that Gabe would be I, with it. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll Wishing the best. Anything else we need to touch on before we get out of here? Not really. All right. Well, I mean, let's... unless you want to talk about the the TNA shit show. I mean, it's the same shit show. <laughs> no, they they just did go to court today. So well, I, I heard that they were. That was yeah, just I mean... more of. Uh, it's just getting nasty between and it's, and it's very clear at this point that it's either Billy or Dixie that by next week one of the two are going to be gone. Well, it has to be, right? Like, how, how could they continue to try to do it the same way? It's insane. I you feel bad. The fact that they're able to still work as a company is... So apparently they, the, the total nonstop deletion, the thing at the Hardy yeah. compound... Uh, they don't have enough money to fly people to North Carolina. Not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised yeah. by that. All right, uh, that'll do it for us this week. Um, we are expecting to be all together next week. We're hoping to be all together next week, and we'll try to make that work. Let's. Uh, you haven't done your plugs, so we. You are on Twitter. I'm at Twitter at the AOster, and we are on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. And our email, uh, Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And what do you have coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, I am. I'm not sure exactly who, but I will be getting a, a different person from Ring of Honor for something in the Baltimore Sun to promote Saturday. Okay. Uh, I have. I don't know when they're going to come out. I've been talking about a few stories for Rolling Stone. Now, they're still supposed to come out in the near future. But okay. um, I do want to say, keep your eye on Twitter. Keep your eye on our account over the next couple of weeks because there could be some interesting announcements coming. Oh. So oh. just, just oh. if you're still listening. I don't even know about them. Keep, keep your eye out for those. Right. Well, I'll, I'll uh, do any of them involving involve us getting paid. I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> who wants to hear it? And if you want to sponsor us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Because why wouldn't I just want to sit here at 1137 at night and do this shit? Hey, I wanted to free. do this at like five or oh, six or one. Somebody or... wanted to pay me. <laughs> Somebody wanted to pay AJ, too. That's sort of the way it works. Yeah, I guess, I guess it works that way. All right. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. My website is glennclarkradio.com. I'm live every day, 10 to noon. Um... Thanks again to Ted Smith. 
Uh, love that guy. He was already, even before we finished recording, he was already putting it over on Twitter. So, uh, he's a good dude. And we, of course, love everybody up at 1099 KISW. It is real weird that Ted and I are the same person. That's, it's really, I, I did not realize he was that, like, really, I knew he was a local guy, but. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. We are the same. I hope he hasn't slept with my wife. You may I, want to go home and ask. I don't her. want to know. I don't. You know, I just don't even want to know. Don't, don't Let's ask. just pretend. We're not going to even uh, bridge it. We're, we're just going to assume he did and not. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, thanks, Ted Smith. Thanks also to Caprice Coleman for uh, joining us and for his honesty. Go support Ring of Honor Saturday night at the Myers. It's Pavilion. a TV taping, and some of the matches they already have are really good. And they didn't even list the cabinet yet. And the cabinet are going to do something ridiculous. Nah, and I'm no doubt about that. About that. All right, so for Aaron Oster and for the main event, vent, 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 AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins, I am Glenn Clark. This is Ben, jobbing out. Jobbing out.